Hello everyone, my name is Wendy Myers. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Live to 110 podcast. You can learn more about me at livetoone110.com. If you want to learn more about detoxification and the underlying root causes of fatigue and how to get your energy back and get limitless energy. Today we have a very good friend of mine, Elisa Song on the podcast talking about a lot of the underlying root causes of health issues in our children today and this epidemic of so many children having very serious medical diagnoses and asthma and allergies. And um, we talk about the vaccine controversy. And we also talk about, um, you know, the, the statistics of how many children are on medications and how this could, you know, be very harmful for them rather than helping them. And she's hosting the Thriving Child Summit. That's going to be happening September 18th to the 25th. And she's going to be talking a little bit about that and what kind of information that you can learn on that online summit. So a lot of really fantastic information today on the show. Please go check out my new book called Limitless Energy on Amazon. I am so excited that I was finally able to publish a book. I've written another book that I'm going to be publishing probably in 2018 or 19, um, but I, I was able to get a book out on detoxification and toxic metals that cause fatigue, that interfere in mitochondrial functioning. And you can check that out. It's called Limitless Energy on Amazon. It's a number one bestseller. I'm very proud of it. So if you want to learn more about you know why you may be tired and have brain fog and get some simple tips to detoxify your body without having to spend all the money to work with practitioner, definitely go check out my book on Amazon. Hey everyone, you guys know my dog Jezebel, also known as Paleo Doggy. She's such a sweetie pie. I love my dog so much. And I recently got a present from her from BarkBox. And this is such a neat company. They send you a box every single month of toys. They have a different theme every month and they send you toys and special treats that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, Jezebel got a little chill pill, which she totally needs in the box. And she totally loves it. And she uh, she's really enjoying her monthly goodies as a gift that I'm giving to her that's sent to my house. There's no shipping in the continental U.S. If you guys want to try BarkBox, just go to BarkBox.com slash live to 110. And if you sign up for a six or 12 month, uh, you know, membership, you get one free month of BarkBox. I highly, highly recommend it. Jezebel is loving it. <laughs> Today, our guest, Elisa Song, uh, she's an MD. She's a holistic pediatrician, and she's a pediatric functional medicine expert and mama to two crazy fun kids. In her integrative uh, pediatric practice, Whole Family Wellness, she has helped thousands of kids get to the root causes of their health concerns and help their parents understand how to help their child thrive, mind, body, and spirit by integrating conventional pediatrics with functional 
functional medicine, homeopathy, acupuncture, herbal medicine, and essential oils. Uh, these health concerns range from frequent colds, ear infections, asthma, and eczema to autism, ADHD, anxiety, depression, and autoimmune illness. Dr. Song is the host of the Thriving Child Summit, a life-changing event for parents to learn how to help their child thrive. Dr. Song created uh, Healthy Kids, Happy Kids, her website to share her advice and adventures as a holistic pediatrician and mama. Now everyone can have their very own virtual holistic pediatrician. You can follow her blog at healthykidshappykids.com. You can also learn more about Elisa's song and even work with her at wholefamilywellness.org. Elisa, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got into the healthcare? Well, so I am an, a holistic pediatrician. I'm a board certified pediatrician and I've always wanted to work with kids. I knew that, you know, from the very beginning. Um, and it was really sort of in my college years that I discovered alternative medicine. I mean, this was, gosh, back in the 80s, right? <laughs> when, you know, there's not a lot known about integrative care, holistic care. And I came from a very conventional family because my mother was an OBGYN and we didn't do anything, you know, holistic or natural. Um, but I went to this conference where, you know, back in the early 80s, um, people like Deepak Chopra and Andrew Weil and Joan Borisenko were there and I had never heard of them and they were just coming out and I was fascinated. So, you know, that's what really piqued my interest and really throughout my career, I wanted to incorporate integrative holistic care um, into my practice. And so, you know, as I've gone through practice and realized that conventional medicine is great for emergencies, as you know, right? Traumas, emergencies, um, things like that. It's not good for chronic illness, right? It's not good for getting to the root cause of illnesses and healing. You know, it really serves more as a band-aid many times. Um, so that's what drove my passion to do this work because I realized in my practice, I've seen so many kids with chronic illnesses, autism, ADD, asthma, eczema, autoimmune illnesses, and that number was skyrocketing. And that's why, you know, today we're talking all about, you know, chronic illnesses and toxins and detoxification in kids, because that is one of the fundamental root causes. Um, and now I can really work with families, um, follow them. It's not always easy, right? You know, but it's so worth it because at the end of our journey, our kids are so much healthier and many times we can get them you know, off of their diagnosis, off of their immunosuppressant medications, you know, off of their ADHD medicines, or even if they need their medications, get them on much lower doses and reduce the side effects, right? And really help them, you know, to thrive all around body, mind, and spirit. So that's, that's my goal. I mean, that's my mission and passion and purpose in life. And you know, that's what I want to bring to the world. Yeah, I have to say it is so rewarding like as a practitioner and what you're saying about uh, reversing people's diagnoses. It's yes. so rewarding mm -hmm. to be able to do that and have that power uh, through all the methods that you mentioned in detoxification and especially a child at such a young age gives them such a head start in life where they're just not going down this road of lifelong illness. I know. Well, and that's, you have it exactly right because if you have a child who's diagnosed with a chronic condition when they're 
you know, a toddler, right? I've had, um, you know, an infant, you know, a six month old told the mom was told that that baby had Crohn's disease, right? I've had 18 month olds diagnosed with ulcerative colitis and toddlers with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. And so, you know, you're diagnosed at that point, you put on, you know, methotrexate or Humira or whatever Uh immunosuppressant medication. And then what? right? Then where's the end, right? Are they on these for the rest of their lives, right? I mean, and then you have this epidemic of anxiety and depression in our kids, you know, bipolar, oppositional defiant disorder, you name it. And so if we put them on these psychiatric medications and many times this, you know, two or three medications, I I don't see an end in sight for them, right? You know, there's no, there's no, you know, end game plan, right? There's no saying, oh, well, you know, in five years, you're going to be thriving and maybe you won't need these meds, right? So I don't want to, I don't want to give that child the sentence, right? Basically to say, you need this medication, you are going to be sick for the rest of your life and you're going to have this label, right? We need to, we need to get rid of the labels, find the root causes, you know, help kids either not need any medications or minimize what they need so that we can, you know, have them live healthy, productive lives. I mean, the word that comes to mind when I think of a child on two or three different medications yeah. is doomed. Yes, yes, and yes. It's yes. just it's just frightening. It's hard to mm-hmm. imagine yeah. what, especially these psychiatric meds that doctors oh. are giving out like candy, just it can yes. permanently damage and change their brain functioning and their, their moods. And right. uh, it's just, it's terrifying people. That's why both of us are doing what we're doing. We want to wake I people know. up, question everything. Don't yes. blindly, yes. blindly, without question, give your baby these medications without considering the side effects. That's right. And this is where, you know, I am a pediatrician, I'm a medical doctor, but I tell parents out there, you need to find a practitioner who's going to work with you, right? Not tell you what to do, but work with you to really provide that true informed consent and be a partner with you and be open to all these different modalities, even if it's something that they don't practice, right? You know, be willing to, you know, say, hey, you know, go to Wendy's site and let's, you know, let's learn about how to detox your child or detox yourselves, right? You know, hey, go to so-and-so because I think acupuncture would be really helpful, right? Not everyone can do everything, but we need to really approach our kids' healthcare in a team team fashion, right? You know, kind of a multidisciplinary fashion. And, you know, if your physician is not open to that, is, you know, just going to say, well, I don't really believe in functional medicine or essential oil. Run, run for the hills. That is not the physician (laughs) that you want on your team, right? You know, you want a physician who can really help be your cheerleader, be your navigator, be your guide. And if you're lucky, also be able to provide that integrative care. Right. Yeah. And that's what you really have to think about when you're working with any practitioner. No one knows everything. Yes. So <laughs> you, if you are, you haven't you got a diagnosis for your child or you're, you know, told to take a medication, maybe ask another person if you think mm-hmm. that's warranted, get a second opinion, ask if there's natural alternatives, you know, just gather yep. information before you make decisions that can dramatically alter the course of your child's life and their health. Absolutely. So you're hosting a Thriving Child Summit, which I spoke on last year when you did it, and you're hosting that September 18th to the 25th uh, of 2017. Tell us about that and what listeners can expect if they join this online summit. Yes, it is going to be awesome. And I'll give Wendy the link for the summit to to join and sign up. Um, It is Again, September 18th to 25th, it's a free online event um, for a week. And I've interviewed over 
40 amazing speakers. And Wendy was on the summit last year. Last year's summit, I didn't think we could, you know, get anywhere near as close as mind-blowing and inspiring as last year's was. But, you know, this year's is equally amazing. And what you're going to learn, there's, you know, six days of interviews. Um, and we have speakers talking on, you know, toxicity in your children's life, how to help your kid thrive with food, what foods to avoid, things like histamine intolerance, glutamate intolerance, right, that are just, you know, things that many parents don't aren't even aware of could be harming their child. We're going to take a deep dive into genetics, right? There's so much information about genetic SNPs and epigenetics and this MTHFR thing that everyone's talking about. So how does that apply to your child, right? Uh, we are going to talk about vaccines, right? I'm, I have a board-certified pediatrician, Dr. Paul Thomas. We're both board-certified pediatricians, and we we are going to give you guys the lowdown on what we really believe parents should know to make truly informed consent and, and understand about vaccine safety, right? Because we know that no medical intervention is 100% safe or 100% effective, right? So parents need that information. Um, we're going to talk about different integrative therapies. We're going to talk about homeopathy, chiropractic for your child, and all the possibilities there. Um, we're going to talk about um, pandas and pans, which is an increasingly um, common problem, unfortunately, that can be devastating. This is pediatric acute onset neuropsychiatric disorders associated with strep or associated with other infections like Lyme or Epstein-Barr or mycoplasma um, you know, or herpes 6. These are infections that we know in adults can be associated with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome and autoimmunity. And we're just recognizing how much it can impact autoimmunity in kids and present with these devastating neuropsychiatric symptoms. Um, we're going to talk about a ton about toxins, right? We're going to, you know, Wendy talked about heavy metals last year. We are going to talk this year about EMFs and glyphosate, um, you know, really what you need to know about mold and um, screen time for your kids. Uh, we're also going to talk, you know, we, we didn't have a lot for teens last year. So, you know, we, we're going to talk about boys um, and puberty and hormones and acne, right? All the things that, that parents want to know. And we're going to talk about all this from the standpoint of how do we use our integrative natural medicine toolkit to help your kids thrive? How can we avoid antibiotics and medications if possible? And if we if we do need those, what are, what are other opportunities for parents to know, um, you know, what else can I be doing for my kid, right? when they're sick or even when they're healthy, just so I can optimize their health. So it's going to be amazing. Oh, I am going to listen to that because <laughs> I have a yes. seven-year-old seven daughter, Winter, and there are just so many amazing natural approaches and therapies mm. that you can use. And I always try to do stuff that's alternative uh, medical yep. care for my daughter. She doesn't, she, I mean, she very rarely gets sick. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's always going to use more information. So right. uh, what is the, the website name where we can learn more about this? So it's www.thrivingchildsummit.com. Uh, and, you know, I forgot to mention, you know, because really healing comes not just from the body, but from the mind and the spirit, too. So we have a whole day dedicated to really your child's spirit and their mind and stress reduction and how to really nurture resilience and grit and all of that stuff that, you know, that we want to help them be thriving adults, too. Right. So um, so we're, we're really kind of going through your whole child <laughs> and helping them thrive. But it's thrivingchildsummit.com. And, and, you know, definitely I'll, I'll send you the link too so that you have that on your, um, on your uh, show notes. Exactly. So it'll be on liveto110.com, yep. the blog post for this podcast. You'll find the links in the show notes for that as well. And so, um, you know, with, 
you talked about all these different infections and Lyme and herpes yes. and, and pandas and pans yep. and, and all this, uh, these problems that we're seeing. And, you know, there's a huge rise in allergies and oh asthma my gosh. That's in, right. in the child population. And, you know, I can't help but feel and know uh, that the rise of GMOs since the 90s and the increased vaccination schedule are yep. dramatically impacting adults and children's immune system functioning and yes. has made us far more vulnerable to all these uh, different types of infections that we have seen uh, increasing rates of, um, you know, over the last uh, decade or so. Yeah. Can you talk yeah. a little about yeah. that? Yeah, you know, before I do, I just want to back up and really tell parents and listeners, right? Not just parents, but, you know, if you are listening to Wendy, you either have a kid or a grandkid or a niece or a nephew, or you know, have friends with kids, right? I mean, you know kids who, if they're not impacted now, very well could be impacted later in life, right? At much younger ages than we are. And many of us have heard, you know, the the kind of shocking statistic that our, our kids nowadays for the first time ever in history are expected to have a shorter lifespan than we are as adults, right? Never in history, right? We in the United States, one of the most technologically advanced countries in the world, considered to have, you know, the premier medical interventions, right? We're not, we're not helping our kids live longer. And certainly we're not helping our kids live longer thriving lives, right? And so, you know, right now about, you know, you know, 2015, a survey was done and about 55%, right? More than half of all US kids had some sort of a chronic illness, right? We're not talking just about ear infections or colds, but we're talking about chronic illness. By, let's see, I wrote this down because I want to be sure to give, give this to you correctly. By 2025, it's projected that 80% of our kids will have a diagnosed chronic illness. That is right? crazy. I mean, it's crazy. And this is ranging from things like, you know, autism, ADHD, sensory processing disorder to the autoimmune illnesses I spoke about, lupus, you know, juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis. But we're also talking about, as you said, you know, the increasing number of kids with severe asthma and eczema and allergies and food allergies that are anaphylactic, not just food sensitivities, yeah. right? Um, mood disorders. And we know mood disorders are not just in your head. They are inflammatory conditions, right? You know, depression, anxiety, Alzheimer's, all of these, right? Um, obesity, diabetes, it comes down to inflammation. And, you know, one statistic I read that if we're, you know, that was really frightening to me, if, if we keep going at this rate, you know, by 2033, I mean, that's right around the corner, right? One in four kids are going to be diagnosed with autism, right? We are changing by what we're doing to our children. We are changing the face of, of our society, right? And so it boils down to toxicity, you know, and, and that toxicity is, I mean, we're doing that, you know, we as a society are doing that to our kids. And this has to be a huge wake up call. I mean, it's got to come from, it's not going to come, unfortunately, from the medical field or the pharmaceutical field or, you know, or the government. It's going to be a grassroots movement by, by parents, right? By mamas, papas, grandmothers, grandfathers, you know, aunts and uncles who are seeing their kids getting sicker and, and, you know, know, okay, we need to change what we're doing to our food supply. We need to change what we're doing to our vaccines. We need to change what we're doing to our medications. We need to change what we're doing to our kids, 
right? And so when we talk about, you know, the root causes, I mean, it's it really, you know, I, I keep coming back to this whole toxicity issue, right? You know, so a lot of families are really interested in our genetic SNPs and we have access to these single nucleotide polymorphisms, right? You know, kind of our genetic makeup that we can get through 23andMe or other labs. Um, and then you can download this information to companies like MTHFR support to then get all of your detox SNPs and your methylation SNPs and your, you know, neurotransmitter SNPs. And, you know, that it can provide useful and interesting information. But the bottom line is, unless we change what's going on with our environment and what we're doing to our bodies, it doesn't matter how much information we have about our genetic SNPs. Those SNPs are going to be turned on or off and our epigenetics are going to express themselves as illness, right? Because our genes haven't changed, but our environment has, what we're doing to our environment has, right? And our environment is what's making our kids toxic. So to your point, right, what are these toxins, right? I mean, you know, we can talk about so many and, and where do we go back to, right? Um, but it really has to start, you know, preconception, um, you know, in utero, right? I mean, you know, kids are um, exposed to toxins, unfortunately, through the placenta, um, through breastfeeding, you know, this is absolutely not to go back and make any mama feel guilty about, oh my God, what did I put into my body? Should I be more careful? You know, now, how did how did I expose my child to that? You know, we have the knowledge that we have at the moment, right? But uh, but unfortunately, we as mothers really do dump our toxic load into our kids. And you know, during nursing, we can dump up to twenty percent or more of our toxic load into our baby. And we found all of these toxins in breast milk and you know in the, in umbilical cord blood. Um, you know, so what are these toxins? You know, glyphosate, Roundup. Right, you know, and these genetically modified organisms, the genetic GMO food, um, huge culprit. And the more I realize and research glyphosate and GM foods, the more I cannot believe that we are doing this to our food supply and we are doing this, you know, to our kids, right? You know, glyphosate, which is found in Roundup, which should be, you know, banned illegal around the world, right? You know, and you can easily pick up a huge gallon, a huge container at Costco, right? And fertilize your lawn, right? But, I mean, even I mean, Putin has made it illegal for his people. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. know, right? Right. I mean, it's a, it's amazing, you know, how, how behind the times America really is, you know, compared with Europe and, you know, even, you know, developing countries, right? You know, when it comes to safety and health standards. Um, but glyphosate, you know, glyphosate in and of itself, right? You know, and I know you've had speakers on glyphosate on your podcast, but, you know, glyphosate was was originally patented as an antibiotic, right? So then you have right there, anything with glyphosate in it, it's going to go straight to your gut, kill your healthy gut microbiome, opening up the door to whatever abnormal bugs are, are going to um, attach and colonize, whether it's yeast, abnormal bacteria, viruses, and parasites, Right. So then, you know, and then, you know, glyphosate itself is a potent toxin to our tight junctions. So even without the dysbiosis, it's going to cause leaky gut, right? So then you have this toxic overload from the glyphosate causing leaky gut and gut dysbiosis with then all of the resultant 
oxidative stress and inflammation, immune system imbalance, chronic infections, mitochondrial dysfunction, and there you have it, right? This perfect storm for this child then to present with an illness, you know, at two years of age or at five years of age or in their teenage years, right? I mean, that's why we're seeing kids younger and younger having these. Having these. Now, where is glyphosate found? Well, of course we think, okay, it's found in non-organic food, right? So eat organic. Well, not so simple, right? You know, it, even in organic food, we may find we, we may find residues, right? It's in our soil. It's seeping in, right, everywhere into it's, our drinking water. It's sprayed on all the playgrounds to kill yes, weeds. Yes, I mean, absolutely, it is ubiquitous, right? You, I mean, everywhere. You know, it's been found in infant formula, right? It's been found in jarred baby food. It's been found in vaccines, right? So then we think, okay, well, is it that the vaccine, like the MMR, is it the immune insult from the live you know, virus, um, viruses that are in there? Or is it possibly, is it from the aluminum? Was it from the mercury that used to be in there? And is it from the glyphosate? It's probably all of that, right? It's probably yes. all of that. And we know that when we, when it comes to toxins, it's not just that one toxin plus another toxin equals twice the damage. You know, it's one toxin plus one toxin can equal a hundred times the damage, right? You know, it's, it's cumulative. Um, so, you know, so glyphosate, I think is a huge, huge culprit and we need to, we need to mobilize and rally and have this band, right? You know, and so then we come to what are our other sources of toxins, right? You know, for kids, they, of course, we absorb toxins through our skin, right? Our, our, you know, food, our drinking water, our air. And when we think about kids, right, you know, the reason why they're so uniquely vulnerable to toxins is that pound for pound of body weight, you know, compared to you and I, right, your daughter, Winter, my daughter, Kenzie, they are eating more water, eating more food pound for pound, they're drinking more water pound for pound, and they're breathing more air pound for pound, right? So just in terms of percentage of body weight, they're getting exposed to more toxins on a daily basis. What do kids do also? They're lower to the ground. So any of the toxins are on the dirt, being kicked up, they're breathing in, you know, playing on turf, you know, in the, on the soccer field, kicking up that lead dust, right? Um, they're also, what else do they do? What do we tell our kids? Stop picking your nose, stop putting your hands in your mouth, right? They're constantly putting toxins directly into their bodies too, right? And so, you know, and we know that babies are born naturally with a leaky gut that hopefully seals, you know, somewhere around the time they're six months of age and ready to start solids, unless they're getting glyphosate in their formulas, right, um, and baby foods, unless they're receiving glyphosate in their vaccines, right? Then, they, then they're going to have this perpetual leaky gut and uh, gut dysbiosis occurring, right? So, they, so then they have a continued leaky gut. And babies, also children, that blood-brain barrier is also leaky, right? You know, we, we used to think the blood-brain barrier was a tight, enclosed um, compartment. Nothing can get in. It's this protected space. Well, now we know there are spaces, you know, in, in our blood-brain barrier that are open to the environment. Um, and for babies and children and teenagers, you know, with that developing brain, there are even more leaks, so even more ways the toxins can get through, particularly near the pituitary gland, What's the pituitary gland? That's our master hormone, uh, master gland, right? That affects all of our hormones, our adrenals, our thyroid, our sex hormones, right? Um, and so it's no wonder then that we see kids with Hashimoto's. I just had um, a ten-year-old I diagnosed with Hashimoto's. I mean, just this week, you know, as as we're as we're doing this podcast. Um, 
you know, why kids, you know, even as early as five years of age, I'm seeing signs, laboratory signs of adrenal fatigue, right? Why we're seeing all of these hormonal imbalances with girls with horrible PCOS and PMS, you know, boys with horrible acne, you know, way worse than anyone in their family used to have. So we're seeing all these imbalances. Um, And so, you know, one thing that we need to think about is, well, okay, we have glyphosate, we have um, vaccines, right? We have heavy metals in the vaccines. And again, a lot of people think, oh, it's, there's no more mercury, which is partially true, right? Thimerosal, which is a mercury preservative that used to be in, in all vaccines, almost all vaccines, um, has been mostly taken out, except for some of the multi-dose vials, like the multi-dose flu vials. Yeah, like if you go uh, to a drugstore or the hospital, that's they're right. going to be using the flu vaccine in the, like 300 doses in a bottle. That's going to have thimerosal right. in it. That is going to have thimerosal. So, you know, if you go to Walgreens for your flu shot, and we can have a whole discussion about whether or not you should get the flu shot. <laughs> I <laughs> but, think you know, no. I think the answer is no yeah, you know, to that one. And people ask <laughs> me what I, what I do, right, for my kids. And, you know, what I tell parents... Uh, you know, I, I, you know, as a holistic pediatrician, I'm here to support, inform and support your decisions, right? So, I mean, I don't, I don't want to make any judgment on what families have done or not done, you know, especially with regard to your birthing choices and nursing or feeding choices, um, you know, sleeping arrangements, um, you know, vaccine choices. I mean, th- these are your choices that you have to make as parents for your children. They are tough, 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 tough choices, right? Your kids have a unique vulnerability based on your family history and and their own genetic makeup, right? Um, So what I do for my child, in a way, doesn't quite matter because my child has my children, right? My son, Kenzie and Bodhi have their own unique set of predispositions that they bring with them. But did I get them the flu shot last year? No, <laughs> I didn't. Right. And so, you know, again, not that that should inform what you do, but, you know, there are um, we do know that uh, there are studies showing that um, when you compare populations who have had the flu vaccine and who haven't had the flu vaccine, um, you know, there's really, if anything, the, the people who have not had the flu vaccine are less likely to get the flu. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, and, and we do know that the flu vaccine is correlated with a, um, a, a risk, a real risk of autoimmunity, neurologic disorders like Guillain-Barre syndrome. I've had, I have two children uh, in my practice who have had um, something called ADEM or acute demyelinating encephalomyelitis after the flu vaccine, and then have gone on to develop multiple sclerosis. Uh. So, you know, do, do most children go on to develop these chronic, you know, devastating illnesses? No, most don't, right? But the problem with vaccines is that, you know, the the trigger, sort of the, the, um, uh, the, tilting over to that autoimmune predisposition um, happens in subtle ways. And it's not like, you know, if you get a shot, you get a fever the next day. Okay, that's an immediate reaction. We know that's that's clearly from the shot, right? Or if you get a big red bump on your arm, right? Okay, that's from the shot you had yesterday or two days ago. Well, if you kind of gradually have these immune insults, um, whether it's from vaccines or chronic infections or from EMFs or from glyphosate and all of the other stuff we're doing, screens, right, that we're doing to um, our bodies and our kids' bodies, and you develop an autoimmune illness six years, 10 years down the road, can you say, oh, was that vaccine? No, you can't. But you can say, well, all these things probably laid the groundwork. And then there was something that broke the, the camel's back, right? Whatever that straw is, right? Um, so, I mean, that's, you know, I, I think that we really need to think about, you know, in our families where there is an autoimmune history, 
right, where where there are family members who have Hashimoto's or ulcerative colitis or celiac disease, um, other family members, you know, cousins who have autism or ADD or depression and anxiety. Uh, we need to be really careful. We need to be careful with all of this. I mean, we need to be careful with all this for all of our kids, but especially with those children. We want to be really, really informed about, you know, what we're doing to their bodies and putting in their bodies and also how to nurture their bodies um, so that we can so that they can defend themselves against some of these insults that are going to be unavoidable, right? We cannot live in a bubble, right? Your kids are going to go over to their friends' houses and they may not have, you know, an organic meal prepared, but are you going to say, well, no, sorry, Johnny, you can't have any playdates and you can never eat at your friends' houses? I hope not, right? You know, it's one thing if your children are sick. I mean, if your children are truly sick and you're in that time where, you know, you might be working with me or functional medicine doc for those three to six months where you are just, you know, tightening everything up, clearing out the toxins, cleaning up their diet, then yes, for that period of time, we need to be really, really strict and careful, right? But once your child is in that healing process, they're doing well and they're thriving. Hopefully you hopefully you work with a practitioner to bolster up their bodies, their immune systems, their brains, so that these little hits that we get on a, you know, on a daily, weekly basis, we can handle, right? We can say, look, I can live in this real world and survive knowing that I've lowered my toxic burden and I'm nourish, nourishing and nurturing my body, right? I mean, that's, that's the point where I'm hoping all families can get to with their kids. So kids' diets today, I mean, they are just atrocious and <laughs> it's <Yes>. just <laughs> frightening and what most people feed their kids. And, and it's really just almost like we're in uh, just our environment is so full of fast food and yeah. chemicalized preservatives and yeah crazy ingredients to get the consistency or the color uh, more appealing to kids. And it's no wonder that the statistic you said that by 2025, we're going to have 80% sick kids. A lot of it comes down to diet. And so can you talk a little about uh, maybe some tips about what parents should and should not give their kids? Well, so I can talk about what the ideal would be, right? And then we can talk about what reality is. <laughs> I mean, you know, the ideal would be that, you know, we didn't live with any, we didn't have any packaged foods, you know, in our house. So we ate all whole unprocessed foods, you know, half your plate is full of vegetables at every meal, right? And then you have lean meats making maybe another quarter and then possibly another quarter um, with, with a starch, you know, whether it's potatoes or soup potatoes, maybe a grain, right? Um, all with kind of low, you know, really very little of any added sugars to our diet, right? That's free of pesticides, free of artificial colors and flavors and preservatives, um, uh, free of heavy metals, right? So, you know, so knowing what some of the sources are of these uh, kind of toxins in our food is is going to be really important. Um, you know, and then there's the reality, right? I mean, do I give my kids sometimes food out of a package? Yes. I mean, because I mean, I, you know, I work every day, you know, eight in the morning till six o'clock at night. And, you know, all of us, even if we're not working, we're incredibly busy nowadays. Right. And, and, you know, we go to Trader Joe's, we go to Whole Foods and, you know, we look at these, you know, healthy food packages. Right. And so, you know, that, that becomes part of our life, but this is where we need to be informed and understand what that label means. Right. And, and, you know, this is where, when we look at something and it says, oh, natural, you know, natural flavors, right. Natural ingredients. 
uh-uh. I mean, those actually can be just as harmful as artificial flavors, right? So you need to understand that natural does not does not equal healthy by any means. Um, you know, the FDA, what they can, what manufacturers can can call natural, you know, can include, you know, one one natural flavor that then has, you know, by the time of the processing, you know, 50 different chemicals in it, right? And so you know, and many of these are highly toxic, right? So the things that we want to avoid, these artificial flavors, preservatives, colors, if your child, especially if your child has attention issues, focus issues, behavioral issues, sensory issues, um, you have to cut that out. You have to. I mean, that is toxic to your brain. It is poisoning your child's brain. Um, in, in the European Union, foods that have um, these artificial dyes and preservatives, they actually have to be labeled they need a warning label that says that this food may cause behavioral and attention issues in your child, right? I mean, it's, it's nuts, right? It's crazy. And yet we allow this, you know, rampantly in our food supply for our kids. Um, so that has to be out, right? You know, organic, yes. You know, why? We mentioned glyphosate, right? Now I understand organic can be a lot more expensive and some of us don't have the budget to be able to eat everything organically. Um, organic food is getting is getting less expensive now, you know, as more and more farmers are aware of, of the importance. Um, and, you know, there there are farmer's markets where, um, you know, one thing that I do, you know, you go to, at, to your local farmer's market, go right at the end, right? 15 minutes, half an hour before the end of the farmer's market. And, you know, the, the farmers are saying, here, have, you know, this this whole box of organic strawberries. You can have it for $3, right? I mean, they're trying to, you know, get rid of their, their produce for the day because they sell everything fresh, right? Um, but at least go to the environmental working group. And, you know, I know your listeners have heard this before, but, you know, that dirty dozen list by organically the clean 15 list you can be more more assured that that if you're not if they're not organic that's okay right um heavy metals in our food you know many of us know about fish right you can go to the seafoodwatch.org and see which fish are safer to eat in terms of mercury um, levels and also in terms of um, you know just um, and just saving the environment right the, the fish that need to be protected um, that's that's a service out of the Monterey Bay, Bay Aquarium just down the street from me. Um, but it's not just fish, right? We are finding heavy metals like arsenic in our rice products. And many of us who are trying to be gluten-free and, you know, quote, healthy, um, you know, are consuming rice, 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 right? So that, you know, we want to be careful about, you know, the, the, our rice, you know, there are, there actually is a brand now and I'm, it's, I'm, it's escaping me, a brand of rice that, um, certifies that it is free of arsenic, um, cheese, right? If you can tolerate dairy, just know that a lot of cheese is processed. When they process it, it accumulates aluminum, right? So we need to know, you know, what our cheese, how our cheese is prepared and, and processed. Um, of course, drinking water, right? Our bodies are mostly water. We need to stay hydrated as a part of daily detoxification. So know that we need to have, right, your water. I have my water here that's filtered, right? <laughs> you know, drink filtered water, right? And, and Wendy has amazing resources to know what kind of filters are best you know, for your home um, and for your drinking water. So, you know, check out her, her website, right? Live to 110.com because we need to clear out not just the heavy metals in our water, but the hormones in our water, the drugs in our water, right? You know, some of the toxic minerals like fluoride in our water, right? You know, so they're all th the bugs in our water, right? There's parasites and viruses and all sorts of stuff in our water. So, so that's, you know, that's, that's another issue. You know, I mentioned gluten, 
you know, gluten and dairy are highly inflammatory when we have autoimmunity. I just, I think those need to be out. You know, there may be a point in time where, where your child might be able to tolerate some, uh, some here and there, you know, occasionally, not as an every other day or an every week thing, but there's such inflammatory proteins that, that by themselves can cause disruption in our gut lining and leaky gut and by themselves can cause immune dysregulation. And in some kids turn into opioid like compounds, right? These morphine like compounds that drug our kids' brains. Um, so a trial off of gluten and dairy for three weeks, 100% is absolutely uh, necessary, right? To see, you know, if it's going to help your child. Um, but please though, when you go to a gluten-free diet, gluten-free, as I mentioned, is not always healthy. You can eat a ton of packaged, processed, you know, just gluten-free crap, right? Yeah. That has, such, that has tons of sugar in it, right? So even if you're gluten-free, going back to whole foods principles, right? You know, going to whole whole gluten-free grains that are soaked, right? You know, that, you know, eating, you know, just eating, not just swapping out and saying, oh, my child was eating, you know, quesadillas and sandwiches and pasta before and then saying, okay, now my child is just going to be eating gluten-free pasta at, at dinner and a gluten-free sandwich with some butter and jelly at lunch and gluten-free waffles for breakfast. No, no, think no. about, you know, changing, yeah. shifting that around right? and going towards, you know, whole foods and having, having, you know, delicious eggs, you know, and, and, you know, free range, you know, sausage patties at breakfast and, you know, having, having, you know, a stir fry vegetable with some, you know, rice. And I actually do use white rice now. You know, I used to, everything used to be brown rice, but white rice actually has less arsenic than brown rice. Yeah. And it contains fewer lectins, right? Lectins that are highly inflammatory and found in a lot of grains, right? So I do move, I mean, my family and I, we move towards being really as, you know, lower grain. I mean, I rarely eat grains. My children do eat grains, but, you know, I try not to have a lot of grains in their diet. Um, so, you know, that's another thing, but, but we have moved to white rice. So, um, you know, other dietary principles, um, of course, you know, we get tons of great antioxidants, different phytonutrients in each color, fruit and vegetable, right? So really, you know, really, I know you guys know to eat a rainbow, but this is, this is for real, right? This is serious. You're trying to get a variety of fruits and vegetables in and really leaning more towards vegetables, right? Because our kids are getting so much sugar. And it's not that I think that fruits are horrible and that the sugars of fruit are terrible, but many of us are, because our kids, of course, prefer fruit over vegetables. I mean, almost all of them, right? You know, we're saying, oh, well, you know, at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, they can have fruit instead of vegetables. But fruits still carry with it, you know, higher sugar content. And we're then still filling our kids up with, with more sugar than they really, really should have on a daily basis, right? So trying to get more vegetables in, you know, there's nothing wrong with eating vegetables at breakfast, right? Um, so, you know, so though there's, those are some of the dietary principles. But, you know, we do have to get rid of as much crap as possible, read labels carefully, you know, buy, uh, you know, if it's organic um, and as few ingredients as possible in that package, right? And you can also pronounce every single ingredient in that package. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Then, you know, okay, this is probably pretty good, right? Those kind bars or those RX bars that have like four or five ingredients and you can, you know, dates, egg whites, cashews. Great. Right. Yeah. Those are, those are whole foods. It's, That's it's the easiest package, principle. But... That's the easiest principle to go by. Yep. If you don't have to like learning about each weird ingredient and in <laughs> packaged food, just if you can't pronounce it, Probably it's a weird chemical you don't want you or your child's body. That's right. 
Absolutely. <laughs> and I had, a, I had a little comment about glyphosate and gluten. So gluten is found to primarily yes. in wheat products. So you can avoid gluten just by avoiding wheat products. And when you look at and a lot of the wheat, non-organic wheat products, they are just sprayed while yep. they're growing with glyphosate to kill the weeds. And then they're also doused with another uh, round of glyphosate uh, when to dry them, to ready them yes. for harvest. It's kind of used That's as a right. desiccant. And so any of these non-organic wheat products like Cheerios, Stacy's pita chips, um, and other yep. products have frighteningly high levels of glyphosate and high fructose corn syrup and gluten and lectins. I mean, they are just yep. ticking time bombs that yep. destroy your kid's health and their gut. That's right. And this is why when I have families who go to Europe and they, they can't tolerate any gluten here without getting joint pains or brain fog or irritability or, you know, can't sleep at nighttime, right? They go to Europe and they're in Italy and they try a little bit, a little bit, you know, maybe the Italian pizza or some of the pasta there and they can tolerate it. They're fine. Not to say that they, right? And not to say that they can go back to having gluten every day, but it's because the way we do things to our food in the United States makes it much more toxic as well. Yeah. I am a chocolate croissant eating fool when I go to France. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's kind of obscene, um, but I can do it there and I can't no. hear. So I know. And for the, know. the reasons we just spoke about. Yeah, um, exactly. So let's talk about children with chronic illnesses. So where yeah. do you start with any child who has a chronic illness? And are are there things that you might recommend for any child with a chronic illness and that parents can get started on today? Yeah, you know, and a lot of that we already touched upon. And this is where, you know, as, as you know, Wendy and I were speaking about, it comes down to toxicity, right? It comes down to how do we, um, how do we think about what toxins are doing to our kids' bodies and then going on to uh, create this cascade of events that creates, you know, chronic illness in our kids, no matter what it is, right? So these are foundations and principles that you can take with you um, no matter what your child is diagnosed with, right? Um, but the the first and most important principle is to just clean up your life, right? And lower your kid's toxic burden. You know, one thing that, that you know, many parents don't realize is if we clean up our life and clean up the chemicals that are surrounding us, our body actually is trying, you know, to do its job and has some capacity to really clear out our toxic load and our toxic burden. Maybe not all of it. And by the time your child is actually sick, there's deeper work that we have to do, but we can, we can make our work a lot easier by making sure that as we're doing this detoxification process and this healing process, we're not pouring in more junk, right? So we talked about food, right? Making sure that it's organic as much as possible, at least, you know, organic off the dirty dozen list, you know, wild free range pastured meats, right? If ideally making your own baby foods. Um, if you're going to um, you know, for whatever reason, you can't nurse your baby fully or at all, right? You know, making sure that that formula is organic or, you know, even make your own homemade or, um, uh, formula with organic ingredients. And you, you need to do this in consultation with a good nutrition consultant or a knowledgeable pediatrician, somebody who can help guide you, make sure your baby's getting all the right nutrients. But there, are, you can make absolutely nutritious, wholesome baby formula at home. And then you know exactly what you're getting, right? Exactly what your baby's getting. Um, you know, we also need to make sure that we mentioned our water, right? That we need to really purify our water and make sure that our kids are drinking from containers that aren't leaching, you know, chemicals like BPAs, um, 
phthalates. Um, you know, ideally the container is going to be glass or stainless steel, something inert that's not going to leach. You know, these containers that are, you know, plastic, but BPA free plastic, they're worse. You know, they're worse <laughs> than the exactly BPA itself. <laughs> I mean, you know, a lot of us, you know, buy these these uh, like baby bottles or you know our cute little kids' water bottles and think, oh well, phew, it's BPA free, <laughs> right? But I mean, there's still chemicals, right? And it's just that the FDA and the the knowledge hasn't gotten out there to say, well, you know, these these chemicals are are also as toxic. And as you said, Wendy, some is even more toxic. So, you know, glass, stainless steel, ideally, right? You know, I drink. This is a cute little mason jar that I just you know drink my water from, right? I mean, so um, EMFs, right? Lowering your EMF burden. And I know that you've had, um, speakers talking about, um, electromagnetic frequencies, you know, Dr. Klinghart, you know, Dr. Schaffner, um, you know, Libby Darnell. I mean, these are all experts in EMFs and, um, you know, I was so excited to hear about your collaboration with, with Christine Schaffner, because she's, you and she are two of my favorite people in the whole wide world and so knowledgeable, <laughs> you know, and really able to share this information about toxins and our, and our, our kids and our adults, right? Um, but EMFs, right? When your kids are on their screens, right? From morning until night, right? What are they doing? They're looking at their screen. They're seeing, you know, who, what's on Instagram, you know, oh, checking my homework too, right? You know, checking, checking with mom, you know, texting, right? You know, they're on their phones all the time. They're on screens all the time. And it's not just teenagers, right? These are, these are toddlers and um, little kids that are on their phone, on, um, on the phones, right? To their ear, watching a video, right? Um, and so these frequencies, they absolutely, you know, we're not going to do too deep a dive, but just so the listeners know, they absolutely impact, you know, the frequency, our body vibrates, our cells vibrate at certain electromagnetic frequencies themselves. And we're, when we're hitting them with these external frequencies, it disrupts our cellular membrane. Every single cell in our body is disrupted. Our brain cells, our muscle cells, you know, our, our liver cells, right? So it's going to impact every single process that's going on. Um, and and harm our cellular capacity to detoxify, right? Harm our cellular capacity to bring in nutrients and get rid of junk, right? So this is where, you know, EMS, it's not just about, you know, I mean, of course, there are other things too, like the fact that it is just as addictive as cocaine and sugar um, and, and it's, you know, causing um, so much wasted brain cell energy and productive time for our kids and for our adults. Um, and it's impacting our sleep because it's shutting down our melatonin production, right? Um, so, so anything that you can to lower your EMF burden for your child, turning off that Wi-Fi router at nighttime, you know, wearing um, uh, blue light blocking glasses at nighttime. If your children, teenagers, have a lot of homework, unfortunately, nowadays, and they're doing it on their computers, so having those uh, those blockers on your computer screen or wearing those glasses, um, you know, making sure that your your child's bed is not pushed right up against an electric outlet, right? You can get home devices to minimize the output of EMFs from your outlets. Um, so whatever you need to do, right, to really minimize your child's burden, because we cannot escape EMFs. Right. You know, schools now are wired. Kids are doing, you know, work on schools in their computers. But, you know, we can educate our teachers, too, about lowering the EMF burden. Um, 
Yeah, I, mean, I think that's so important because that's going to become more and more of a problem affecting our child's health yes. with, the, with the introduction of 5G cellular network. Oh my gosh. It's going to be 20 times uh, worse with the, the yes. EMF exposure we have. And we're going to see increasing rates of cancers in our children and fatigue and brain yep. fog and behavioral disorders. And a lot of medical doctors are not looking at this or even know about mm. it. Even a lot of people yeah. in the alternative health field don't really know much about it or incorporating it into their practice. So it's That's definitely right. something you want to look into if your child has a chronic health illness. That's right. And this is not just like woo-woo science, right? There is literature out there on how EMFs, you know, cause cancers, you know, and can cause immune shifts that then lead to these devastating, you know, immune imbalances and chronic disease. Um, and, you know, that is something that, you know, hopefully the word will get out there. We'll have more and more awareness. And this is as moms and dads, right. You know, trying to get your kids off screens, it, you know, it's, so hard. I get it. I understand. You know, we have this other concern about, you know, not just what it's doing to our bodies at a cellular level, but really to our, to, uh, you know, our social well-being of our kids, right? You know, this, this massive epidemic of anxiety and depression in our kids, we can link that right to really the social media world that they are immersed in, right? So, so we need to do it for our kids. I mean, this is where, um, you know, reducing stress is another really important tool in detoxifying your kid's life, like starting now at any age, you know, toddlers all the way up to teenage um, years. We need to help our kids understand how to manage their stress, reduce their stress, not how to take it away, right? Our job is not to take, well, we can help minimize and kind of nourish them and nurture them, but their life can be stressful, life can be hard sometimes, right? We need to know, you know, how to deal with that. And we need our children to know how to overcome hard times, tough times, sad times, right? Um, and not just push it under the rug or say, oh, that's okay, honey, let me take care of it for you, right? That's not doing a service to our kids, right? So, and stress, emotional stress is just as much of a toxin as physiologic stress. It creates the same inflammatory cytokines in our body. It creates the same gut dysbiosis that heavy metals and, you know, EMFs and glyphosate might, right? So this is really important. It's not just, oh, sit back and relax. This is, no, we need to make this a priority just as much as we make eating organic and reducing EMFs, right? And, and you know, getting our exercise, right? Exercise, absolutely, right? Our, we as a society are not getting enough exercise. And exercise, what does that do? It doesn't just release endorphins, which make us feel good and help reduce stress, which is really important, but it moves our body. It moves our lymphatic system. We sweat. It helps us poop, right? Because we're moving our legs. So how, right? how do we get rid of toxins? We pee, poop, and sweat them out, right? So anything we can do to help with that, right? Really important, right? And then, of course, um, you know, if you can exercise better yet, get out in nature, right? Nature is better than Prozac in reducing depression, right? Nature has so many healing anti-inflammatory benefits, neurologic benefits, brain protective benefits, um, and sleep, right? You know, there, there are, were recent guidelines uh, that, you know, uh, just came out on really, you know, really, really recommending that our kids get more sleep and really setting better guidelines on what time our kids should be going to bed, right? And, you know, for a seven-year-old, and this is based on their wake-up time, right? So for a kid who always wakes up at five o'clock in the morning, you might need to start getting them ready for bed at 6.30 or 7 if they're getting optimal sleep, right? 
you know, my daughter and son, they wake up around seven. So what do we aim for? We aim for, you know, an eight, eight thirty bedtime. Right. But then every child has a different sleep need as well. And depending on what they're going through, if they have a chronic illness, they might need even more sleep. Right. But what happens in, in sleep, right? You know, sleep is um, is when our body release, our brain releases growth hormone. Right. So I tell kids, a lot of kids want to be big and strong. Right. And I say, well, you got to sleep then. Right. You know, you're not going to release growth hormone if you're not getting enough sleep. What else does sleep do? It sets our memories. Right. So if you want to remember what you learned in school or you want to remember your, you know, your soccer drill or you want to remember your violin piece, you need to sleep. Right. It also our brain detoxifies in our sleep. Right. We have the whole glymphatic system, not lymphatic, but glymphatic system that bathes our brain and our brain shrinks to half its size so that we can really do all that cleaning up. Right. And detoxification at nighttime. And if we're not sleeping well or sleeping adequately, we're not clearing our brains of all the toxins that we're exposed to during the day. Right. So these are things, you know, just lifestyle things that no matter what's going on with your kid, you can do right now. It's not about heavy duty detox. It's about how do we, first of all, make sure that we get toxins out of our kids' lives, right? Um, and then we take the next step if your kids are sick, right? Then we take that step forward and say, okay, well, now what do I need to do then to really further detoxify, right? Yeah. And I'm sure on your Thriving Child Summit, you're going to have so many different tips and yes. practical tips uh, that parents can utilize in their everyday lives, uh, mm-hmm. to help their child detox or make those important decisions that That's dramatically right. affect their lives. That's right. I mean, we have, you know, I mentioned uh, Dr. Darnell, Libby Darnell is going to be talking to you. She's going to give you like the nitty gritty on what you need to do to reduce EMFs. Like amazing. You know, Dr. Shafter, Dr. Klinghart are, you know, talking about EMFs, right? And this whole, and glyphosate. And I have Michelle Perro, who's a holistic pediatrician, who has a book coming out on GM foods, right? And glyphosate and why our kids are so sick. I mean, all talking, not just doom and gloom and scary, but, you know, the Thriving Child Summit is really about hope, right? It's really about, okay, yes, we live in a toxic world. Okay. But am I going to sit here and be afraid and not, you know, not go out into the world? No, there's hope, right? You know, we can do something. There are actionable steps that we can do to get our kids healthy, keep them healthy, you know, and get them thriving, right? And so that's that's really why I want to have this summit. You know, I wanted the Thriving Child Summit to be um, about information, but also about hope and healing, right? Yeah, and it can sound depressing, you know, because I was <laughs> I run into this a lot with my when I'm talking about things and. Like the air and the food and the water and the, everything is toxic. Uh, but there's a lot of things that you can do. And, and there's a, definitely a learning curve involved. You just have to take things one at a time, learn about the foods, learn about the water, learn about, um, you know, simple detox supplements. You know, there's just one thing at a time. Um, you know, Rome was not built in a day. You just kind of have to, <laughs> That's right. you know, take that things you- slowly and don't, you don't need to feel overwhelmed. Yeah. You just kind of do what you feel like intuitively you need to start working on first and and just educate yourself you know one subject at a time that's right Wendy you know thank you so much for saying that because I think you know you know another area that I um, forgot to mention was really our household cleaning products and our body care products right that can be so toxic and removing you know things with parabens um, you know phthalates the containers you want to be careful of but you know I you know I have parents who just get so overwhelmed and they're looking at their house and they're like 
oh my gosh, what do I do? You know, do, do we, you know, do I get a whole house filter? You know, how, what should I use? You know, can I drink the water from our tap? And, you know, you can be paralyzed with, with fear. And, you know, you just, as Wendy said so wisely, you just take one thing at a time, right? If this week, all you're going to focus on is, you know, kind of swapping out your personal care products and getting cleaner shampoos and conditioners and soaps, just do that, right? You know, don't think about anything else. Just do that because that's going to be a huge step forward in reducing your family's toxic burden, right? In another couple of weeks, once you've gotten that down, then you can say, okay, now I'm going to look in our pantry and think, look at all the packages. What do we need to get out? And let's come up with a healthier shopping list, right? And that might take two months, right? And that's okay, right? Once you feel okay with that, then you move on to the next thing. So it's, it's not, you don't have to do everything at once. Every little bit counts. Right. Yeah, I mean, I've been learning about health for uh, for decades, and I just now really started digging into EMF. Like that's my little pet project right now yeah. that I need to be focusing on. It's like the, the next level. It's probably kind of advanced for a lot of people who may just be learning about diet or water or whatnot. But it's just it's an evolution. You just take things one step at a time. That's right, and it's also realizing what. Um, what is making your child sick? Because we're so unique, right? Our children are so unique that it's not the same for everyone, right? And for some kids, they're going to be exquisitely sensitive to EMFs. And, and yes, we really do need to focus on that maybe as one of our first or second things, right? For other kids, EMFs, yes, it's important to reduce, but that's not the biggest thing. For them, it's mold, right? And and you really have to tackle the mold, right? For other kids, it might be um, it might be the uh, the chemicals and the dyes, in your food and in cleaning products, right? So it's not going to necessarily be the same for everyone. I mean, all of these are principles that are going to help all kids be healthier and, and live more thriving lives. But at the same time, you know, we need to, if you work with a practitioner, they can they can hopefully help pinpoint what are the um, the best targets first, right? Yes. What are, the, what are going to be the most impactful? Yes. Elisa, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I know all of uh, my mamas out there listening are uh, really need this information. And you have so much information on your website. So, uh, tell the listeners where they can find you and dig a little bit further about Healthy Kids. Yes. Well, so first the summit is coming up, right? So that's September 18 to 25. And that's at the thriving www.thrivingchildsummit.com. Um, I started a blog, Healthy Kids, Happy Kids, because my practice whole family wellness was just, um, I couldn't serve enough families, you know, on a one-to-one in my practice. Um, and I love my practice, but I just felt like I really need to reach more families with this information. And so um, I started Healthy Kids, Happy Kids. That's a blog, you know, blog, uh, site with um, much more information, www.healthykidshappykids.com. Um, I've had a little break in blog posts as I'm getting ready for the Thriving Child Summit, but I have a whole bunch of blog posts ready to go, you know, once the summit is done. Um, and then I also, I love Facebook and I love Instagram and that's where you'll find me posting more, you know, daily, weekly tips and advice and, you know, things that kind of pop up that I just feel like, oh, I want, I want all parents to know about this, right? So um, on Facebook, it's, uh, I believe it's at Dr. Elisa Song. MD. Um, and if you just search for Healthy Kids, Happy Kids or my name, you'll find it. And on Instagram, my username is healthykids underscore happy kids. Great. Fantastic. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. And yeah. definitely, I'm really looking forward to the Thriving Child Summit. And I know all the listeners are also. And I want to apologize for my dog. That's I usually have a, <laughs> a dog wrangler. That's my dog, Je <laughs> Jezebel, is very, very angry right now and upset. 
Yeah, so I apologize. She, she, She's been barking throughout the show. She but wants her mama, right? <laughs> yeah, she does. She does not want to let me out of her sight ever. Um, yeah. But yeah, she. Um, uh, I don't usually record podcasts at this time, so I usually have a Wrangler. But so sorry about that. Well, no, we we love Jezebel. She is just the most adorable. And you know, if she wanted to come and join us, that would have been totally yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, that's all. I should probably look quieter if I let her out of the room. Yeah. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. If you want to learn more about me and detoxification, you can go to live to 110.com. You can check out my detox program, mineralpower.com. Thank you so much for listening to the live to 110 podcast.